Yeah. So I was just saying something, uh, having a little convo, thinking about today being Mother's Day and that, uh, and again, in, in praise of women, that I think so many people have a misconception about mothers and caregivers and people that work at home or work from home. And um, they think that because they get up from nine to five and they put on a suit and tie and they go and sit in a cubicle and they do, I don't know, whatever. I'm not judging anybody that works hard. I'm just saying, let's take a look at mothers and the amount of work that they do. And really, I guess the question that some of the feminists were asking in the 70s, you know, when, when do they get fulfilled? You know, I'm a person that had to, let's say, if I think about myself as a housewife, even though I don't have a husband, I was like, always constantly had to be about my mom's needs and what had to be done in the house. And now it's my dad and I'm doing the same thing again. And now I see, you know, I really would like to correct a pattern because my dad really gave up his career and his life to take care of my grandma. He decided to do that, but you know, how many people are doing, how many people are doing this? You know, and when you have a single parent, whether it's a father or a mother or whatever, even if it's not a single parent, but some, that one person that's at home that has to fill in all the holes and make sure everything is okay and everything gets done, staying on top of cleaning. Let me tell you the cleaning thing, unless you are lucky enough to have help, it sometimes can just feel insurmountable. If you're, if you're in a house, a huge house with with more than three bedrooms, it can just be amazing if nobody else is doing any work. It's tremendous, and mothers need to get an applause for that alone. They think of how much that they do. They're cleaning, they're cooking. From the time they're making, they're checking homework. They're keeping husbands happy, in bed, out of bed. They're dealing with it. He comes home, they're dealing with his stress. And then a lot of mothers also work on top of that. The mothers that don't stay home and are doing all that and they're working. I, um, I guess I just want to, you know, give praise to my mom who did all that stuff. And uh, she never had any help. And if I can give any suggestion to anybody for all the money that we waste, I'm sorry that it's a little noisy. My dad is turning up the TV because he knows that I'm recording my radio show. That's what I'm working with. Um, I would suggest that with all the money we waste on maybe eating out or buying stupid things or whatever we spend money on, if you can have somebody come, like if you can get a Groupon, you have a, a junky den, a junky basement or whatever. Some kids that, that have nothing to do and you can throw them a few dollars. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's the biggest lesson that I learned is that it is okay to ask for help. Just because you're in a situation and it's like everything is piled up on you. It's like you don't have to leave the situation. 
that way where everything is on you. You can ask for help and you can try to get some help. My dad has a guy that, you know, he drinks or whatever, but he, I don't know, I don't think he has a job or whatever, but he came and he did in one day. What I know I just wouldn't have, well, he's a man, first of all, but he did all that and it wasn't expensive at all and it was worth it. So I guess what I'm saying to the mothers of the world is sometimes your peace of mind, sometimes you're overwhelmed by the picture that's around you, by the situation that's around you. And you can't always just leave the situation, you know, and you got all this stuff and you have all these responsibilities. Hire somebody, a kid. Um, it's, it's good to use kids because you teach them responsibility. Give them 20 bucks for the hour and you just sit there and you tell them what to do. And I'm telling you, you will be freed from the overwhelming nature of things. Cause I realized I was like, how did this person clean all this stuff or how did this get accomplished or whatever? And I'm like, do you realize that when we have different things around, no matter who it belongs to, there are experiences and thoughts connected to objects. Objects do carry energy that resonates, right? And that's what feng shui is all about. But like with my mom, there was so much stuff that obviously some of the material I'm going to use for my own business, but just some things that she sewed, even if I don't wear it, I was having trouble giving it away, throwing it out or whatever, because there are emotions and thoughts connected to it. When you have somebody that is from outside of your situation and is not mentally dealing with the same level of oppression as you are, just a friend, just having a friend come over, it doesn't even matter how fast it gets done, but just starting where you're at and letting them come and do whatever it is that they're willing to do, it can be so huge because they don't have the same relationship to that coat, to those shoes, to those pictures, to those books. And they can say, you don't need that anymore. They have a different perspective. They have a different relationship with the objects that we have unfinished business with, that we have unfinished karma with, you know? And I'm just going to tell you, it was like a weight off of my shoulders. I don't have a lot of money, but I'm thinking of throwing that guy a couple of extra dollars to come and help me do what I got to do. Because he helps me with the emotional part of, it's more than picking picking stuff up and packing it into a box. These are memories. These are pieces of your life. These are part of relationships. These are, especially when you're closing out a chapter and you're moving to a new place. Having that help, that support. And we don't understand the value of support anymore. And we think that because we see things on TV, we think that we should and can do everything that these people can do. You don't know how many people that they have helping them. You don't know. And maybe some people just are like, you know, Virgo and all they can do is just put everything in place. Maybe that's not your talent. And maybe you don't need to feel guilty about what is not your strength. The important thing, you don't have to be perfect. None of us have to be perfect. But the thing is, know what you need work on or what your strength, that's not your strength. So that means I need help in those areas. I need somebody that's really good at what I don't do. I can admit that I'm not as good at that. 
that takes some humility to do and be like, get somebody that does know it, fix that thing, you work with them on it, then that's done and you, you slowly try to learn from watching them. How do they do it? How do they tackle it? What perspective do they see at it? And then it gets done. And then, you know, I, I, I have this thing where I'm noticing people are like, well, you're not good at this or, or this is not your strong suit and everybody should be good at everything. And that is not true. That is not true. Some people have a natural proclivity for organization or whatever. That doesn't mean that they're creative. And when there's a problem that they can just figure something out and figure it out in a second, that doesn't make that person more valuable than the person that can come and make an assessment and say, you need to do this, 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 and that. Maybe that's not the person to be on the ground. There's different, people have different talents. And successful companies are the companies that say, well, I've got somebody that's good at this, good at this, good at this. And instead of having everybody just throwing them everywhere, you got to be Cyclops and be like, no, I need you rogue. You can do, you can lift and you can do that. I need you over there. And if anybody sneaks up on you, you're going to touch them in the face. Yeah, you're for that. You need to be able to do that to, um, God, I'm forgetting the word, but, uh, to be able to, uh, reassign it to somebody that can do that thing. And you look better in the long run when you say, no, you know what? That's not my strength. <laughs> you know, it's part of my job. And it doesn't mean that you don't do it, but you say, okay, assistance on this. We work together on this. And then, you know, and, and our self-esteem, our building our self-esteem. When we look at somebody like my, I looked at my roommate, I'm like, wow, she can just do, she can move all this stuff and lift and she can do all this and da 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 I was never jealous of her. I was just like in awe of her. I'm like, this is, that's an amazing, that's her gift. I don't have that gift, but I'm not going to feel less than who I am because I don't do that because I do things she doesn't do. So I'm just, I guess I'm getting at is worth in valuing people, not based on just what they have, what they look like or what they can do. It is the whole person and what they're bringing to the game and what they're contributing, looking to, at the whole thing and also in, in valuing others for us to, to look with a, uh, a wider lens, I guess. And definitely mothers fall into that. So praise to all the mothers and thanks to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day, Kyla Powers Radio. Oh, wait, I can't end it just that. The other thing about that is the support system. It's just having people be there. You know, there are some friends that I don't see much. I, I don't hang out with them much. But when I need to, them to listen, they listen. Or when I'm talking about something, they actually say something that like a light bulb goes off in my brain and I go, oh, wait. I never thought of that. And that means that they were actually listening when, I, when we had a conversation. For them to come up with that, that means that they actually listened to what I was saying. Because sometimes you have a conversation with people, they're not really listening. They're just jumping in saying what they want to say. But when someone actually comes up with 
like a solution to your problems, that means that they really are listening. And that's a huge part of who you decide to be your friend, to let in your circle and to be in your support system. That's what you need. You don't just need people that are going to just yes and you or whatever, or, you know, I'm saying there's a lot of factors that go into being a friend. A lot of people will say you're your, they're your friend, but everyone just thinks that it's, oh, it's just about money. You know, well, I don't really want to support her in that situation because what if she asks me for money? I have relatives like that. What if she asks me to stay over whatever? If you're a true friend to somebody, you can say, you know what? I can't lend you money right now. I can't let you stay at my place right now, but this is what I have to offer right now. And I can listen and I can do this and I can do that. And if you're the friend and you tend to be a giver, that's great for you to learn how to be that person and say, you know what, this person is asking me for all this emotional support or asking me for this, 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 and this. And right now with all my own responsibilities, everything I've got to do, I don't have the resources to give that right now because I need help of my own, but I can give this or I can give that. And then how well you negotiate that. And it's not a barter system where you do this for me, I do that for you. That's not friendship either. But however well you can be honest and have a balance and a good-hearted nature and a selflessness about sincerely being there for each other. That's when you have real friendship and relationships that can last a long time. I know all this stuff. I know all about it. My mother taught me all of this stuff. I realize now there's some time where you, you have to get in a different circle. A different circle. I, there's no people of my mentality anywhere around me. And I need to go where like-minded individuals are. That's, that's, that would be very, very helpful. And I have the wherewithal to realize that that is a part of the situation. So I hope you guys uh, got something out of it. Um, mothers are, they're everything. They're your support. They're your friends. They are your a counselor. They are your spiritual advisor. There, there's so many boxes that they tick, you know? And that's what a mom is. And um, I tend to mother my friends. I'm very much aware of it. But I'm really not trying to do that in any relationships. i I'm got to deal with myself. And you got to deal with yourself. And we all got to deal with ourselves. And all of this, everything that we're learning, everything that we're dealing with, everything with the state of the world, instead of freaking out, this is the challenge. This is why we're here. We have a whole lifetime. This is where we fight for the life that we want to live. And it's not about fighting. It's about grace and becoming water and leaning in. And we just do the best that we can. And there's, different, there's so many different kinds of moments that we're going to have. We're going to have triumphs. We're going to have days where we don't win the battle. We're going to have disappointments. We're going to have things that make us sad. We go, we run the gambit. But the thing of living is being able to get back on the train and just 
enjoy it. It's like a ride or whatever. So anyway, this really is the end. Happy Mother's Day, Pilot <laughs> Radio. Oh.